Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and welcome to the new episode of the Dig In Travel Podcast. After my last podcast with Mariana Fonseca Medina, where we talked about the lack of exposure for female digital leaders in our industry, I decided to make an effort and get as many as possible as guests on our podcast. So on today's podcast, I talked to Ursula Sealing, who is a CEO at Brandspace. But prior to her role at Brandspace, where they are working on providing great digital solutions for airlines, Ursula worked for many different airlines, from Kenya Airways, Air Malta, Monarch Airlines, I think in total there were more than eight airlines. And we talked about a very interesting topic, the challenge of how to build or redesign their airline digital experience, or how to implement new digital platforms. Because I often see this still as a very long cycle for most airlines, long RFPs, and the typical long waterfall project with a big bang at the end. And we know that this big bang endings, they might work or they might not. We, were, we will never know until the end. However, when I met and worked with Ursula and her team on one airline requirement workshop for a digital platform, and I saw we share many same beliefs about a different approach, so about experimentation, about more agile data-driven decision-making, we decided to cooperate on our next Digging Trail research project and agreed to have this chat about the current airline digital landscape and the challenges most airlines face when they decide it's the time to renovate their digital experience. I think Ursula shared many very pragmatic tips and plenty of good insights for everybody who is looking into how to develop better airline digital experience and better digital solutions. I hope you'll enjoy this show and my talk with you. At BranchSpace, we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech, travel retail, and end-to-end customer experience. We offer Transform Consulting Services and Triplake, our best-in-class digital commerce platform. With Triplake, we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals. We are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, Aegean, TAB, Air Malta and more. Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities. Hi Ursula and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Hi, it's Talk. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do this uh, for a long time, so I'm really glad uh, that this is happening now, especially after our last episode when we had Mariana. Fonseca Medina, I think uh, we had this great digital chat. And at the end, I was asking her about her personal things. And she's involved in this female leadership mentorship. And Mm -hmm. we started talking about 
lack of female, lack of women leaders in airline industry, but more specifically in digital. Mm -hmm. So that really made me think. So I went back and I saw, I said, okay, we had plenty of um, of them on our podcast, you know, and I checked and it was like, I think we are now episode 45. And I think there was less less than 15. So I said, okay, maybe it's not that many. (laughs) So I'm really glad that uh, we can talk today because I think it's, uh, I think we need to give more voice and exposure. And your story is really so interesting when I was, I mean, we knew each other for a while. But even I didn't know, so when I do a little bit of background check for this, I saw that you worked or cooperated with more than seven airlines. So maybe if we can start with that, just how did this happen? How how how, how did you manage to cooperate and work with so many different airlines? Yeah. And I worked with them actually with always with the local airlines in the local environment in the country. Um, how did it happen? I think it's uh, it kind of started very naturally and I actually discovered my love for um, aviation um, in the Lufthansa group and I was always I always wanted to move on to do more to drive um, new things so I joined the British Airways group uh, at the time in Germany uh, with Deutsche BA but being a lot in Waterside as well and there I started, I think, my probably my, my whole toolbox. I really started from scratch with uh, revenue management, network planning, alliances. And I already started to realize some of these limitations of technology um, because I always wanted to do more than technology would allow me. There were always problems and um, even in this whole BA environment. And I always discovered some interesting new solutions uh, which worked for us and even surprised um, my colleagues from the BA headquarters with those who (laughs) sometimes were very skeptical and then said, you are right, direct distribution is already higher than we thought because we only looked at the typical uh, kind of MIDT analysis and we ignored the direct. And now I'm talking about (laughs) quite a long time ago. And then I... (laughs) And I naturally then said, I should actually do more also with sales and marketing, learn more about technology. So I went actually back to the Lufthansa group. I went to Lufthansa Systems. And then there was this whole low-cost wave. And um, uh, the TUI group wanted to start the first low-cost carrier in Germany. And they asked me to join. And I joined shortly after start. And it kind of evolved this way. And then I was in charge of this merger, which was super, super interesting uh, between Virgin Express uh, and uh, SM Russets Airlines. And I was looking after all of the commercial side and, of mm-hmm. course, with the merger um, challenges uh, as well between two enemies in the marketplace. And it kind of, yeah, it continued this way. I think Kenya Airways um uh, another very interesting challenge where I felt uh, a real difference can be made. And I think the common thread was all the time this, this um, being able to innovate, to move forward, to do create some great customer experiences when nobody was yet using customer experiences even as a buzzword and overcoming these limitations of 
technology and driving um, some new approaches in this way and not getting let me down by saying we can't do this, but saying we can do this. We need to find ways forward. <laughs> and where did the, the love for digital happen? Because you were talking now about the commercial background, more traditional commercial roles. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You mentioned a little bit that you challenge to, to do things differently. Is this how it's, let's say, did clashed with your path with the digital and uh, this part of uh, your, let's say, your uh, background? Um, I think so. I think that was one of the major parts that I felt I always wanted this business flexibility, this commercial flexibility, and realized how important technology was to be able to do that and this understanding. So I think that was one of it and probably my natural drive to not just accept that we had a standstill or we couldn't do things and would find ways to do this. Um, and this requires doing things differently, yeah, which is indeed, I think, my kind of uh, claim for uh, <laughs> life. <laughs> Not for the purpose of doing things differently, but just to think a bit out of the box because you suddenly can discover completely new things and achieve more. When you work for so many different airlines, because... Mm -hmm. That's my impression, I don't know, as a consultant, when I work with different, many different airlines now over the past, let's say, five, six years. Yeah. How uh, even this, so many different airlines, different types, different continents, mm -hmm. geographies, cultures, but uh, how, how much did you realize that things are very similar or very same <laughs> and that out of the box thinking it's a little bit different in this environment? Yeah, actually, there are lots of similarities everywhere. Maybe some of the nuances uh, change. Um, I think the first similarity is that digital had always been very much a silo in the organizations. And uh, regardless of where you go, um, it was always a bit kept aside and in the executive teams, so I worked most of the time in the executive teams, it basically didn't happen. They were still working most of the time very traditional. Most of the time I was also the only uh, woman, as you mentioned this um, before, <laughs> about female um, leaders. Um, and there was also no talk about the customer, even in most of the uh, board meetings. I, at some stage, with uh, actually Brussels Airlines, uh, with my team, we created uh, kind of customer figures out of um, cardboard. And I carried <laughs> the customer with me and always put the customer somewhere in a meeting to visually remember the customer. Um, and... The same applied for digital, that it was very, very rare. Um, but you didn't, have, you didn't have a cardboard for the digital, no? <laughs> I didn't have a... No, I avoided cardboard. <laughs> I was rather the only one always being there uh, just yeah. with my device and making my notes uh, this way. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think this is similar and probably this... Um, decision-making or this courage to bring things together and to think not just in this digital silo and so to actually make people think wider and make people think 
um, out of the box to be able to find actually solutions. When we introduced, uh, so Brussels Airlines, I'm now talking about 2005 to 2009. Um, at that time, we introduced um, a third cabin class. The thinking was still, I always said, the thinking shouldn't be about cabin class. The thinking should be about the customer and there should be as many possibilities for the customer as there are seats in the aircraft. And we should think beyond cabins, which were created for other reasons. And it was a challenge, but we managed to introduce this in the right way. We wanted to um, keep the best of uh, both worlds of the Virgin Express, which was the digital, the low-cost carrier, was really also customer-focused. And SM Brussels Airlines, more the traditional party um, also very customer focused, but not bringing this together. A customer focus always in the thinking was still very much in terms of um, servicing in-flight product, but not about the whole journey and not mm -hmm. about how digital can help to be really customer focused. And this has been, I think, also all over a bit the case. And often, I think... Now, still, let's say you have your airline hat on. Mm. That was also my experience when I was working in digital, in e-commerce for airline. A lot of times we would find excuses in technology, in legacy mm -hmm. technology, in not being flexible. And we'll talk a little bit later about that. But now that you, let's say, moved or jumped to the other side of the fence, now you are... CEO of a vendor that provides digital solutions. Mm -hmm. how, how do you see it now from the different, uh, from the other side of the fence, like I said? Mm -hmm. How do you see this, these challenges uh, of technology, of building good customer-centric solutions? Knowing what you thought as, uh, of the technology as an airline person and now being on the, as I said, on the other side. How do you mm -hmm. look? Mm -hmm. how, how did the angle of you uh, change? point of view? Um, I would say even more so now than ever, <laughs> technology is not a reason, but it probably informed the mindset in the past because of uh, the way it was done, because it took a lot of energy and effort to do things differently and to achieve what you wanted to do. And with um, branch base, we actually set off, we, we say we set off to break barriers to break these barriers of the legacy technology and make it possible to have great customer experiences, regardless of what's down there in the basement. You shouldn't see those ugly tubes and wire rings and everything, <laughs> but you can have a um, super modern house and a great experience. Um, and that's kind of what uh, we've set off to. And I think it just confirms that it is possible and that it's often... Um, the problem that the rest is even forgotten because um, it, it's not just technology which solves the problems. And I think that's sometimes because of this previous mentality, it's sometimes setting out to introduce new technology and forgetting that it takes more than just the technology to make things, to create great customer experiences and to make it work. By, by more, you mean, for example... Okay, understanding how design UX works, how understanding customer works, 
what are the skills needed to leverage the good technology or 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 is there something else yeah absolutely it's for sure it, it's uh, these areas it's even the digital marketing it's the how do um how does everything come together what do you really want to achieve what do you already know about the customer and obviously with many airlines they have always given the customers to others kind of when the the direct share the direct booking share was very low or even the use of data uh, the insight very low often not even asking as a minimum, the customer about um, what they are looking for being quite far away. And so it's all of this coming together. And this is for obviously the people directly working with is, but it goes as far as the stakeholders, as far as the whole executive team, the board to be able to uh, bring this together. So it's a real transformation and it requires... Um, uh, uh, it requires to think this through and make this part of whatever uh, you change with your technology to be able to succeed and also carefully think about your goals because if you want to increase your direct booking share and you really want to set off for a modern customer experience with this, you don't just do it by having the modern customer experience, you also need to think about your distribution strategy, for example. You need to think about your pricing strategy. So it suddenly you need to unite the organization and get across silos. And there are so many specialists who get easily afraid because all of their life they have been very strong because they knew a specific area very well. And suddenly mm -hmm. their knowledge is at stake so there is a lot of insecurity and you need to manage this well uh, too so there is really quite a bit that you need to bring together it's a journey and the technology is an important part of it but it won't help if the rest doesn't change how can you you as let's say from the other side from the vendor side how can you help with this because I think sometimes there is also the barrier between these two. So I say, okay, or do you see the barrier on the other side? Say, okay, we know how to do our business. We don't want to help with this. Or are airlines keen to, let's say, uh, absorb new knowledge and to try to change the processes around that you mentioned that you need to change? Mm -hmm. um, we because we've really set off to solve the pain points uh, that airlines are facing. Um, we originally started also in um, with consulting services, so mm -hmm. really knowing what's happening with the airlines um, and having also quite a diverse team so that we know on the one hand, we know the legacy technology, the problems going down to legacy very deeply. We know... Um, retailing, we understand retailing and customer behavior, we understand how airlines uh, work. Um, and then we set out later on in 2017, we started to really develop um, the digital commerce platform, which we call Triplake. And we do see that our consulting services at the same time can actually really help to 
to achieve this change. We call them transform consulting services because we can help this transition, this transformation, and sometimes even as a starting point to think about what do we really want to do with digital, really have a review first so that you know where you want to go and the different roads that you can take to get there and which journey is it, which journey does it take to get there. And uh, so we tend to pull this together. And we've also set out to say one, and it's actually true, it's one of the um, problems which I have seen uh, over time is that because there is often not this affinity to technology within the airlines and to the latest developments in digital, there is also this kind of, I sometimes call it technology spaghetti, that there is not this clarity (laughs) Um, uh, where should I start? What do I really need? What is this vendor maybe promising? But in the end, I still need so many other things to um, to really make this happen. And how will I ever bring this together with where I am? And so uh, we said with our solution, we've got a kind of out of the box if you want to. So you can get all of the essential parts it's very modular at the same time. And you can also keep adding other modules if you want to. So suddenly you, if if I take this example of um, experimentation um, and optimization, which I think sometimes uh, airlines might hear or A-B testing, this is what Expedia has been doing and it works so well, this is how they became so successful, so good at customer experience. How can we get there? So we include this, um, included this in the uh, in the experience in this uh, technology solution uh, that we offer. It's part of the platform, and it means it makes it easy to actually really start and experiment and make it happen, and then adjust to where you want to go. And this is, I think, where. Um, also we help and we can help with this as well and do this for um, also a few airlines where we even are a bit the augmented team really doing this for a long time or we can do this to um, to train, to help, to introduce how to set this up and yeah. this applies for a number of different areas uh, so that we can ensure for us we set out to be a real partner and I think that's uh, um, maybe the big difference so that for the success of tomorrow, not just to implement a technology and run away, uh, but no. really to ensure um, that the business can succeed. And that's how we see ourselves. And we do see increasingly that this almost goes as far as that airlines ask uh can you not really be like our partner, even recommend whatever we want to do in digital? Because I think they are starting to realize how important such a trust relationship really is. And you mentioned not only because we are doing the digital optimization and experimentation benchmark research now, and not only because that's like a Mm. topic that I'm very passionate Mm. about, but I think this example of experimentation and A-B testing of merging all three problem areas. So there are a lot of airlines that I see from our research that would say, okay, our tech stack does not allow this. We cannot do this. And then Mm -hmm. we don't do it at all. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Then the other part is, even if we can't do it, just the technology is not enough. Mm -hmm. We need, the, like you said, skills. We need to how to do the research. We need to know how to run the test, how to form a hypothesis. Mm -hmm. And then based on that, how to redesign, how to do redesign of UX and how to mm -hmm. test it. So I think it's a great example of the complete package because often I see that Sometimes people think, okay, A-B tests are just hacks. We'll just run something, test it, and if it works, we won't change it. But in reality, it's like this whole customer-centric process that you were talking about. We want to know what triggers the customers, and once we know this, then we change and try to make our digital user experience as good as possible. So I think that was a great example of that. Mm -hmm. But before we go on the new topic, I'm still having my mind... Uh, Imagining you walking into Bristol Airlines with this cardboard customer, so <laughs> this is, <laughs> I cannot forget this. So in brand space, is this customer? I don't know if you have the cardboard or not, but in brand space, would this customer be an airline digital person or an airline executive or the endpoint customer, the 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 the, the person who is trying to book or fly? Um, actually, what we try to see, we try to see all the types of different customers and uh, we say we on the one hand we are very much looking at what's happening in consumer behavior with travelers uh, also in retail and we say we help airlines to be really customer centric to make it possible to be customer centric um, with the technology and also the uh, solutions and services that we offer and then of course for the airlines we also have to think about what are the different needs? So a uh, chief commercial officer will have a different perspective to the chief information officer. What about the chairman of the board? What about <laughs> uh, the CFO? Um, then there are, of course, the, there is the, the um, head of digital, director digital, whatever the, the hierarchies is. And there are actually, there is this whole digital team dealing with this all the time, but then there are concerns in the revenue management side because revenue management is increasingly being overtaken by digital. It doesn't work anymore the way it used to be. They also have their concerns and also their goals um, with regard to return on investment, um, uh, revenue achievement goals, conversion goals, and so on. Um, so we are trying to actually cover all of those different areas. And if you look at the different touch points, it even covers um, operations. It covers um, uh, uh, via the, the check-in and via other touch points along the journey. So if you really think customer-centric, you need to include all of this. At BranchSpace, we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech, travel retail, and end-to-end -end customer experience. We offer transform consulting services and Triplake, our best-in-class digital commerce platform. With Triplake, we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end -end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals. We are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, Aegean, TAB, Air Malta and more. 
Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities. Okay, so a lot of different customers, personas that you need to think about. And this is goes to, like you said, going back to what digital is not only a silo because it needs to enhance car all these things. Yeah. But if I touch back on the experimentation that we were talking about, and I said what we see in our survey, a lot of people, even now in 2022, 23, that we will do, publish the new benchmarks, are still saying our platforms are not flexible to do that. So maybe here the question, why our platforms are still don't allow, I don't know, to test, to change, to be agile in this. It seems like once you buy one or implement one out of the box solution, you're married to it, like for next, I don't know how many years. Why is this so? And if you want to change that, I don't know, if you're now an airline digital e-commerce leader listening to us and said, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this. How can you, how can you start implementing or what would be the best start to, to go this way, to have a more agile, more modular that you were talking before digital platforms? Um, I think it's very important to really think about your goal first, to really define what do I want to achieve. I think that's quite often sometimes not happening. It's maybe sometimes there is an impetus that a key stakeholder discovers something and realizes um, the mobile app is not working very well. Uh, maybe <laughs> I know so this story very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this the typical thing. So suddenly everyone uh, gets nervous and thinks we need to start yeah. with the mobile app. Or, and there can be other examples. Suddenly it can be uh, that assertions, uh, social media might be very important in a specific country and it's all about we need to get uh, this right mm -hmm. or we absolutely need online check-in um, because uh, this is crucial. So... I think it's, it's part of the problem. It's important to really think about your goals and where your overall business goals and where can you make the biggest difference first and address it um, instead of in panic, maybe just either trying to do all at once um, mm -hmm. or just going for something when you haven't really thought through what is it about um even the mobile app, for example, that I really want to change and where I can make a big difference in my marketplace, which can also different, uh, be different dependent on the maturity um, that you've got, dependent on the customer types that you've got and your overall strategy. Maybe there's also a strategic change, which means um, you are realizing and probably COVID is one of the big trigger, which I think finally gave the impetus to... Um, to a large part of airlines realizing that yeah. digital and also uh, retailing is important and customer engagement, um, knowing your customer. But if they are still, if they still have 80% indirect bookings, think they need to think about their distribution strategy at the same time and then look at what, where can I really start, for example, um, 
uh, by actually offering additional services, which get so attractive to their existing customers that they can entice them um, to then actually in the future also book directly. And this could be a simple thing such as online check-in, for example, or mobile check-in. Or notifications, especially now that we have a lot of disruptions, just notifications, good notification system. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Where suddenly the customer sees a real value. And obviously, um, dependent also how what the maturity is in the, in the specific market and the specific customer types, increasingly mobile is getting um, into the forefront. And it could be a good way to start. Maybe should I have the courage to just say I start with mobile first and I ensure that this will be really, really a great experience. And mm -hmm. there I can really engage my customers and add so much um, value with this. So I should actually do this. Another thing might be to simply say, let's really do a digital review, maybe also a benchmarking across touch points versus my competition. And even for me internally, how consistent and seamless they are. And then look at um, where should I now start and even define my goals, what I really want to end up with. One question here, you said, okay, and review, and I've seen a lot of things like that, and or an input comes from outside. I was laughing before for mobile app because that happened to me in my airline days. We had a new CEO, German, so no fun. He was very strict. I say, look, this doesn't work. This, we need it new tomorrow. And I think mm -hmm. most of the airline people that I know live through this story. So mm -hmm. there is the impulse. You need to change. But then, so the expectations for from stakeholders, from CEOs, I don't know, from her, we want to change tomorrow. But then when I see this in practice, it just starts an avalanche that is then from avalanche it transforms into this long wave of requirements, RFP cycle. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it takes two to three years that we start moving. So I don't know even what's the, the best question here, but how to do this differently? How to, like, like you said, start small, identify one case and try to show value how to uh, how to not do it like I think we as an industry are used to doing like these long projects of implementing I don't know be it a new booking engine or a new app. What do you see and what do you recommend to airlines how to do this differently? Uh, yeah, and actually I forgot procurement earlier on when we talked about stakeholders, <laughs> and they are actually I think it's a very important group because this is already just having an alignment as a common goal. And this common understanding, even within the executive team and up to the board, is very, very important because otherwise it cannot succeed. And depending on what the main goal is, um, there, there is, on the one hand, there is a strategy to just say, let's, that's what I sometimes did, let's go to the extreme of that goal to make the organization think about everything that needs to change. So, for example, if you, on, if you have only 20% direct bookings today, I would say we want to achieve 80 within three years. How do we get there? And it suddenly triggers all of this thinking. Then you suddenly start to think about um, 
the technology solution, obviously, but if I want to do this, I need to include uh, what are the key areas, what are the key customer scenarios, and even also staff use cases that need to change in order to do this. And suddenly you go away from a long list of functionality, which is very often based on what you've got today and not thinking about where do I want to be tomorrow um, and where do my customers want to be? What are they being used to um, and what do they expect uh, in this period? So you already move away from this long list of functionality and you start to create use cases and to say, okay, I, this, these are the use cases that I want to end up with. What are the, what are the realistic possibilities now um, to start with? How do I find the partner that can help me to start, but that can also help me to continuously um, do exactly the same exercise? This world is changing so fast so that I can get to what I can imagine today, but with even just looking at the latest customer behavior um, researches all about the um, coming out now, where the trends are going, where um, the Gen Y, Z are changing completely how they use the internet. The internet is changing so drastically that even the search is changing so drastically the um, use of websites is changing completely. So, and this will continue to keep happening. Some of the social media are completely changing their um, their, their profile. Mm -hmm. um, so it's about having the confidence that you've got business flexibility. And that's actually what I've come up with several times. Um, that's almost what you want to measure for the solution for and the partners that you choose and for how you develop your team and train your team. And even if you had the all of the functionality that you could ever imagine, if you do a long, long wish list, and then you add all of the functionalities that you ever encountered in the whole life, which actually all, <laughs> often happens if I see these hundreds of pages sometimes, uh, 600 functionality items and I've seen that ultimately um, often the airlines didn't get what they expected to get and they didn't even um, have this full control anymore. If you focus on the use cases, on, on your business flexibility and having the right partner um, whom you trust to be able to achieve this with, sometimes I said it's a bit like um, like getting married, you want to ensure that at least for a reasonable time that you can develop in, in the future together, because otherwise um, <laughs> it will not work and you wouldn't want to do this. And you don't want to just keep focusing on technology changing. You want to ensure that you as an organization can move ahead. And if you choose the right partner for your digital journey, then you know that you will always get impetus. You will get, for your roadmap, you will get feedback um, and so much input about what is happening in the market, what are the trends we should observe that we can learn from. It suddenly becomes a, a collaboration that you can benefit from. And also a partner who maybe says, what do you really want to achieve with this solution because sometimes there are these buzzwords that come from somewhere 
And yeah. it's not really thought through. So how can you make this really good? How can you make a difference versus your competition? And I think seeing this as a partnership where you know you've got a partner who can add a lot into this, but who can help you to evolve and to then together do things better is where you can make a difference. And it's about, I think, ensuring that the procurement team also understands this and gets um, <laughs> uh, and starts to really change um, a bit this thinking of trying to create an over objectivity because there are certain areas this is difficult to capture the partner for the future and often it is completely forgetting but like yes but like you said it's like a marriage and men probably more than we are are scared <laughs> to jump into marriage you know so you want to to understand what's there but like there is this challenge like you said on one side you don't want to go into this long testing cycle or, or RFP that mm -hmm. takes two years to select. But on the other hand, it's a relationship that will mm -hmm. probably last. So how do you jump this? My experience back, I, and I think we talked about this in the past, is I prefer to do, like we talked before, like a consulting project, or like one topic, try to see, go through, I don't know, review of the website, yeah. try to work on some not even technology solution, and just try to do something like a pilot, smaller case, where you see if there is a fit, if there is a similar uh, thinking, if there is a, enough skill on the other side, or what would be your best practice based on, let's say, maybe your airline past experience or now uh, with airlines. So what was the case that you do this quickly and you said, okay, this was a good fit, and then you showed some success on this road when you say, I like the example when you said this is where we want to go. We want to reverse the 80-20 or the 20-80 to 80-20 share at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you make a very good point. I think getting to know each other rather than just doing an RFP and then immediately going for the marriage. <laughs> um, it's, um, it's a very good point. And airlines often do the opposite. So I think we've got lots of examples where, for example, we've been doing digital review to really understand and benchmark um, performance um, and also very clearly help to find quick wins to improve in the current environment rather than just looking for uh, completely new solutions. Uh, that's uh, one part. Um, also benchmarking um, touch points and understanding um, the performance um, across touch points, even also physical ones. Um, we've also been doing, um, we do UX and UI design. So we, we realize how important for customer experience the design is. And mm -hmm. um, we've been doing uh, uh, this as well for a couple of airlines where suddenly they realize our thinking, our approach, how thorough we are when uh, going through this and how we engage the whole organizations and all of the key stakeholders to really make this work while it's bringing in our know-how and experience. And this on an international basis and relevant for the specific environment of the airline, I think that's another point and often another very good starting point actually sometimes i i compare it with your 
if you've got a shop and you don't want to completely renovate it immediately when you have in mind some new customer experiences, maybe some new product and behavior, then start by really doing a super well-designed shopping window to um, to get some more interest, to get actually... I like this experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly you realize, hmm, this works. Now, actually, I get the confidence to restructure um, the main part of the shop. And then maybe later on, I will add other elements uh, on top of this. Um, even open other shops, like other touch points. Exactly. Open other shops, um, maybe add additional possibilities, how you can reach the shop, maybe with some additional self-servicing outside of the hours, some machines, if you want to <laughs> <laughs> compare it, where you can still get your own products and you can compare this in the digital world with all of the e-servicing um, that you would do for travel. Maybe you suddenly want to experiment to sell completely different products. Um, and so you start your innovation journey, but you start and you get the confidence and you don't only get the confidence in the partner. You actually get the confidence for your team to be able to do mm -hmm. this because this team needs to grow as well. Sometimes maybe your partner could move faster, but if you, if the team doesn't start to get the confidence and initially there is often a certain fear uh, with these changes mm -hmm. if suddenly they get the confidence we can make this work now we can actually really do more this is great and suddenly it gets the domino and it gets stronger um, together um, all the time yeah good example yeah like i, I like this like ux or design or shop shop window redesign yeah. and then we learn also if we do other parts well like customer research analysis maybe look at the data how we will measure this stuff so yeah. it's not the whole but it's just part and we learn and gain confidence and move on you mentioned before that you are analyzing trends and looking at the latest trends if, mm -hmm. to me sometimes i think how things change quickly but then like we discussed before in our industry, some things like seem to stay in the same for a long time. If you would look back to your time, like you said at Brussels, I don't know, 2006, and now what are the the latest trends that airlines, when you talk to them on the digital side, that you say, okay, we really want this. What is now, let's say, the most sought after things in digital, or what do you see as uh, something that's most in demand? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Why the laugh? <laughs> because I think the industry sometimes likes buzzwords because they are not yet, particularly when not yet being completely clear about where they want to go. And I think for sure there is this realization of customer centricity and, um, and retailing. But I think it's not yet always completely clear what to do with it and where it should lead. <laughs> That's why I was um, maybe laughing um, a bit. But it's for sure this, I think, this realization that personalization is very, very okay. important. So you want to be able to address your customers real time with relevant propositions. And uh, so that's absolutely key and I think that's um, what airlines do realize that's almost the starting point of what you need to do and you need to 
uh, set up to be able to really be uh, relevant. Um, for sure, um, if this over time can be enhanced with uh, artificial intelligence to even create deeper personalization, this can become stronger. But I think the realization is to really have this as a starting point is um, to be able to offer relevant offers is crucial. But even this goes back to what we were talking about, testing and experimentation and learning. Yes. Oftentimes I tell airlines this is so connected because to do like say more custom journeys, not let's say completely mm -hmm. personalized, but even to measure yeah. what works because otherwise you're just doing like say random, you need to be able to test, to measure yes. to, and to optimize. So I think this is the missing part that we are often missing when we talk about personalization. Then when we start to doing, or even go back to marketing where we are talking about, mm -hmm. I, I tell the teams often, okay, we can create 30 different experiences. But mm -hmm. forget products. Can you even create 30 different messages for your customers? And then we start thinking, oh, what's why they should be different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because that's that is the personalization. So yeah. I think if we go back to what we talked before, we need to have these capabilities and go step by step. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, of course, even this buzzword data comes in mm. and it's crucial. And even with the changes, if you introduce a new technology, often as an implementation project, it's forgotten to already during that implementation, you should create the basis of uh, where you are today so that you can then really measure and that you can also that the team can then learn if I then get my capabilities to be able to do the testing and the experimentation um, how will I do this? How will I measure it? What would I measure against? How do I need to think about personas? And maybe I don't yet know sufficiently about my customers, but there is a fairly good understanding to start with. How can I get there to then gradually make it better? Do I need to adjust my organization then? So all of these items. And then a big, a big other theme, control. Do I then have the control? Can I then change immediately if I realize this style, this color is works so much better and gives me half a percent more um, in revenue? Can I change it immediately or will I then depend another big pain point normally on the supplier to change it? It mm -hmm. will cost me a lot of money to change it. It will above all also take a lot of time. So can I really be then agile uh, with my business and flexible or um, where, where are those limits? So this control, it's another very, very big item which airlines start to realize how important it is because they were caught in being very restricted to maneuver, basically. Yeah. And here, here I say, I think this was the word that we used in the past to actually own your digital platforms, even if you don't own it per se, mm -hmm. but own in a way that you're flexible, even if it's your, not your in-house solution, that you can change it and manage it. This, I think it's a pain point when you say, how will I be able to change it? And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've had situations where it was um, even impossible to change some words during your your whole um, booking flow or and change languages yourself and so on. And it's like it starts with those basics. And if you look at the dynamic environment, this is getting even more important that you are 
in control and you can uh, you can make changes fast so to end this on a positive note you see the change on the new wave of digital platforms that airlines are more flexible and will be more flexible to do these things in the future you see the the positive move that this is happening um I think there is for sure. I think so, so far, I think they realize that there are big limitations um, and they do realize that they need a change. So that's at least something where we do see that there is this big interest. Um, if how fast they manage to change it, we talked about it yeah. earlier always remains a question mark, but I do think that um, there is a realization that it is needed and there is a realization that it is needed as fast as possible. So it remains to be seen who will um, be able to really move ahead faster. Um, We do see that for sure this is something which airlines are really interested about and do realize that this is where they want to be and are looking at um, the right partner to really be able to realize their vision. And like you said, I think not for all, because the last few years have been very difficult. But just yesterday, I had a chat with one of a person who is participating since 2017 in our these benchmarks of optimization testing. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, last two years, last year, there was this push because our management saw there is opportunity to grow direct channel, like you said. So mm-hmm. we invested really high, in, um, a lot in this channel. And now we grew the team where before, I don't know, in terms of optimization, testing, stuff like this, it was almost like a one-man band. And now it's like a team. But now the challenge is, okay, because often this was also the excuse, let's say, in the digital part for us. Okay, we cannot do this. We don't have the support. Mm-hmm. And then when the support comes and just say, run, run, do it, then you need to change the processes and find the tools. And I think that's mm-hmm. now the whole new set of, of challenges. But I like uh, the approach that we were talking to. So try to understand the whole picture, the whole process. Everything starts with the customer mm-hmm. and build it through your UX, mm-hmm. through your data, through your marketing, and then find a solution to do it like that. And I think that's the right approach to mm-hmm. come to a better digital experience at the end. Yeah, I'm absolutely convinced. Okay, good. Uh, this was a great chat, Ursula. I think we'll need to repeat it sometimes in the future to talk about more detail. I'm really keen to talk more even about experimentation, about testing, all this stuff, because that's really interesting. And we'll, we are doing the benchmarks, but that's more meat and more content for next episodes for now thank you it's been great and uh, yeah looking forward to hear about new uh, digital transformations and the things and new challenges that you took and do thanks so much it's talk uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you thank you, thank you.